it's the TFT Podcast. That's Theory for Turntables. I'm Matt, and that's Ryan. Ryan, are you ready for it? I'm sorry, the old Ryan can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, because he's dead! (laughs) And we could... (laughs) We could not uh, do this authentic punk album without TFT punk correspondent Rachel D. Rachel, uh, it's so nice being friends again. Here I am giving you a second chance. And then you you stab me in the back while shaking my hand. And therein lies the issue. Oh, they're in. This is why we can't have nice things, darling. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry that we can't have nice things. We uh, are talking about Taylor Swift's reputation, uh, an album that sold 50 bajillion gazillion copies within the first 20 minutes of release. Uh, it's the only album that they can see from space on the International Space Station. And it's, uh, you know, uh, it apparently has, has taken, over, taken over the world. No, you know what? I work in an office full of millennial women because uh, I got a job. That's a thing that happened to me this year. I mean, we've all had hard years, I think. Um, and the uh, I, I work in an office full of, you know, 80, 90 millennial women. And uh, no one is talking about this record. It has huh. been. It has been. Uh, maybe they're just all listening to it on their uh, on their MacBook Airs while they, you know, Instagram things. But I, uh, I haven't. I haven't heard anything. And when I started in my little pod in my department, when I started singing, you know, trolling my colleagues by singing, "Look what you made me do! Look what you made me do!" The response was mostly, "Oh, shut." Shut up, quiet. Uh, no one wanted to, to start a dance party with me. So, in my admittedly uh, small sample size uh, and you know selection bias and, and anecdotal uh, you know anecdotal <laughs> findings here, it has not been. It's not like uh, the world dominating thing that that it seems to be. Do you think that listening to this album is like the phenomenon that um, we we all learned about about a year ago of the um, the hidden uh, Trump voter, right? <laughs> that, uh, that explained the phenomenon of why Trump was under polling so much was that people were embarrassed to say that they w- were intending to vote for Trump, uh, but actually went in uh, and voted. So that there's a lot of hidden uh, Taylor Swift fans. So this um, is because- this is the hidden Swift voter, the hidden Swift voter. It's it's a shy Swift. Yeah, I mean that, you know, it could be I, I don't listen to terrestrial radio anymore because I have the Internet and, me, you know, me. I, I'm sure it's in heavy rotation on top 40. I, you know, I don't know, Ryan, you were you were quoting some details about the, the uh, actual chart performance uh, of this of this record like care to share. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a about uh, just over a million um, sales in um, in in four days, and those are those are sales sales, um, right? Not um, album equivalent units because it wasn't. It's not yet streaming, right? And so, and I mean, it is what she made us do is buy her album, right? And both and both of us did. Both Brian and I, we were we were in constant communication on Friday when it dropped. Like, okay, are you? Gonna 
going to pirate it first? Am I going to pirate it first? Like, who can find a copy of this record that fell off the back of a truck? Uh, because we did not want to. We did not want to uh, donate a combined like thirty-two dollars or something to uh, you know the Taylor Swift, um, the Taylor Swift Reputation Management Fund. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah but we en- we ended up doing it i mean we ended up getting this one nice and legal so that so that uh we could so that we could listen to it but i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna like steal something from from someone just to write the balance in does, the does itunes give uh does, does itunes give refunds <laughs> <laughs> this, this is one taylor swift album lightly used <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i don't know so what did you guys think we were texting each other a lot of barf emoji on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it it's I mean, look, I mean <laughs> let's let's be honest. Let's, I, listen, let's be real. All right, if we're if we're nothing we're nothing if not real. Yeah, I just, I just wanna I wanna put out there like that I definitely don't come into this like a neutral party. <laughs> um, like I have not liked Taylor Swift for some time. Uh, <laughs> you were I you think, were not liking Taylor Swift before not liking Taylor Swift was cool? Yes, I definitely think that's true. I definitely liked, I definitely disliked Taylor Swift when, uh, you know, the world was making me feel like I was some big giant asshole for not liking her. Um, and for not thinking she was like charming or or great or whatever, or like so, so cool and earnest and, and positive. Um, I just always think that, like, I just think this aw shucks thing has always been really a grading fake routine. Uh, I have never really bought it. I've, I don't, I don't really get the appeal. I've just, I've never bought that about her, like that, that she's not a giant egomaniac. So in some ways, like, I don't know, going into this album, like I have that bias against her. Um, so, you know, I think it's like easy for me to like look for things I don't like, but on the other hand, by almost being so negative going to the experience, I actually then am more willing to sort of like, and and the fact that the climate I think about her has changed a little, I'm now willing to sort of accept where I am actually enjoying like a song or like finding an idea like like pleasant or like, oh, I like that. You know, I, I'm willing to accept the positive things and the things I do like in the album more than I might have in the past. Even um, that said, I still think I don't I still think this album's like pretty Eh, it's pretty mediocre. I think there are like bright points in it. And then I just think there's a lot of stuff that is, it's not badly produced music. There's nothing like wrong with it, but there's nothing really like great about it either. Um, and it, you know, and it's just not an album that that deserves to be seen from space. <laughs> I'm with you there. There's nothing particularly pathbreaking or, uh, you know, it is it is competently produced pop music, right? It has this sort of. It's funny. I like. Uh, I'm I'm drawn to compare it to Rainbow, not because anything about them, but because they're you know, uh, uh, both young female vocalists working largely in a pop tradition kind of inflected with country and we kind of talked about Kesha's the reverse Taylor Swift starting in like hardcore pop and moving moving into more country and Taylor Swift going in the going in the opposite direction and this like that there is whereas like the first half of the the Kesha album is kind of a um 
is is a competently produced pop record and the second half is kind of shaggy there's not a shaggy moment on this it is like it is definitely a solid b minus uh, all the way through, right? And in the way that in the way that every commercial, it's it's perfect in the way that every commercially released movie is perfect, right? Like you never ever see a movie or a TV show where a shot is a little out of focus, you know? Right. Uh, other than the Tupac biopic, <laughs> but that was like shocking. Yeah, that movie was shockingly yeah, yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Go on. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in a movie theater, like something where there's like actual boom mics, like that. I like it wasn't even like. Like, a, like, you know how people search out in movies the little mistakes that then get edited out? Like, this was just, like, a movie riddled with them and, like, other things that just seem to be, like, I don't know how to produce a movie or how to edit one and make one. <laughs> um, but anyway. Yeah, well, that, I mean, right. So it's, I think actually that story is like, it's sort of the exception that proves the rule, right? Like it's, it was so outlandish to see that, right? Because you're so used to, you're so used to just a baseline level of competence that when you think about it is actually a pretty amazing level of competence to have 100% of the time. Um, and, th- and this is like this, you know, it's a good, you know, it's an all right kind of PG 13 studio comedy. To me, or like rom com or something like that of of a movie, you know, it's like a it's like a bad mom's Christmas or something like that, you know. Like, yeah, it is. So it, it is that, and it's. I think that specifically, kind of bad moms is is a good example because I think that what this album is is a meticulously planned hot mess, right? Um, and and that that's both in like kind of because I actually think though, yes, it is a um. A, a kind of solid, you know, you could say there's kind of a solid B minus pop album, but it actually like, you know, in some ways like rainbow, like it actually ends up kind of all over the place and kind of tries to do a lot of different, um, a, a lot of different things. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, listen, it's, um, this, this definitely is something that it aims to be a, a concept album, um, but ends up being kind of, uh, disjointed, but I mean, that said, it's no, it's no hopeless fountain kingdom on that front. Um, <laughs> uh, but just in terms of, just in terms of the level of train wreck, it's too, it's yeah. too competent for the level of train wreck for the, yeah. yeah. Well- I mean, I think that I mean, I guess it's just just saying the title of of the album over and over again doesn't make it a concept album, <laughs> right? And and I, I think that someone should have told Taylor Swift that the album was called Reputation, not Repetition. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Sing hot takes. Brought and, to and you. I'm, I'm the one of us who liked this album the best. <laughs> um, um, yeah, <laughs> but um, I, I think that one kind of thing about this. Um, is that and 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 I think we can dig into this more, but right, there are two just just two production units on this um album, right? And so nine of the songs and the kind of the like more of the songs that are front loaded in the first um two thirds of the album are um by the Max Martin Shellbach, so by the Swedes, the Swedish contingent, um, and then the latter third, um, you know, kind of starting 
first from look what you made me do and then um and then and getaway car and then everything from dress on uh is the is the jack antonoff unit um and there's two kind of things about this that are worth noting i mean one is that i actually think um and contrary to, to expectation that the jack antonoff ha- half is the is the half that i liked better um and i think that's in part because when he's working with something that i also am not predisposed to really like kind of a priori then uh then then i like what he does better sure sure sure. it's it's not pulling saint vincent down to a level of mediocrity it's raising taylor swift up to a level of mediocrity (laughs) exactly yes exactly um and and making it kind of more interesting um and and so that is, is is i think an interesting thing at the level of the kind of kind of competent pop production and i think the other thing that really strikes me and gets at what you were saying matt is that this is a maybe the highest proportion of an album that I've seen, especially at, at the first kind of like this first 11 songs, nine are produced by Max Martin. That is I mean, Max Martin's not an albums artist. Right. Um, and and I think that that feeling of kind of indistinctness and sameness um, is, I think, partially can be attributed to that you don't, you know, that Max Martin hits when you have your, like, one Max Martin song on the album, right? Um, And uh, and that's the one that's the single. Um, But when they're all, you know, this is not a thriller situation um, or even a 1989 situation where these are all necessarily singles. It's that weirdly you get and again, I don't know if it's that um, that that there there is a lot of kind of Max Martin kind of um, you know B level Max Martin or that that there's a lot of kind of um, Max Martin is trying to dabble in kind of chill EDM vibes, right? And I think where the album struggles the most is where it lives in chill EDM land, right? The music um, uh, of well, this. Let me let me tell for- you, I can I can tell you, millennial women love the chill EDM. I right uh, and 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 this is like the this is like the the kind of stuff that's like of the spin studio by the spin studio for the spin studio. Uh, many of these songs right where it starts with that kind it's of the, it's like the quiet soft. I I was calling them Selena Gomez songs, like but like <laughs> uh, they're basically like they're these songs that start really quiet, right? And you just hear the vocals, and the vocals are kind of this indistinct, like whispery sultriness, you know, like and then the beat comes in, and then. And there's a big epic sound, you know, and, and, you know, there's some swelling, but there's no really like good melody. It's just kind of this like quiet, soft, um, you know, vibes. Uh, I don't no, know. I mean, melody, melody is definitely, I mean, uh, melody is definitely lacking and it's always been lacking from, right. from Taylor Swift. Right. Like I, I was talking about this, you know, before it was cool, right. Like yeah. the, the, uh, the kind of the chantiness of a lot of her lyrics and the fact that a lot of it is built over like one minor six, four five is built over like, which is the heart and soul progression, like, or, or other kind of chord progressions that you've, you've heard before. I started singing other Taylor Taylor Swift songs over the tracks of these Taylor Swift songs. And, you know, they fit perfectly well. Uh, I mean, you can do the same thing with a lot of acts back and forth, you know, like one, four, five, four is another one that like you can sort of, uh, 
you can do and there are there are music videos where people do this kind of thing to to comic effect but but like uh it's it's chanty right and and if they're if they're sonically indistinct and they're melodically indistinct and like they're thematically indistinct what what is it's it's like taylor slurry you know it's yeah no and where does song one and song 15 end and begin and like why is it then 15 songs it really is not two yeah sure it is it is over long and and a lot of the tracks themselves are too long like uh like the modal time is i think 330 and like there there are more than a few that are four minutes or thereabouts and that's that's just too much these these songs don't deserve that so, so Matt and Rachel, I have an ethical and practical question for the two of you, because um, this is the uh, point in the podcast where we usually instruct our listeners to go and listen to this album. Um, but knowing that, that that instruction means go pay Taylor Swift $15 to hear this album and then come back and listen to this, is it a... Um, do do we really want to give that advice to our listeners? Ought our listeners to listen listen to this album? And is it necessary to listen to this album to listen to us talk about this album? Okay. Uh, well, me it, the latter. The answer is is potentially no. But here's my proposal: <laughs> go up to the nearest millennial woman. Right. <laughs> She has earbuds in her ears because, of course, she does. Kind of do that kind of, like, wave and, like, you know, the kind of, like, weird pointy gesture that you do. It's, like, uh, kind of gesturing back and forth, like, can we talk? When she takes the earbuds out of her ears, say, can I have your earbuds uh, for 55 minutes? And and then just stand there looking into the eyes of a millennial woman uh, listening to this album and then give it back to her and never talk to her again. Uh, whether, now, whether you're, a, I guess, from that perspective, buying this album does not sound like a bad, bad plan. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can recommend harassing some poor woman <laughs> over buying the album, or maybe just wait until it's eventually going to be on streaming. No, did he so. put her music on Spotify eventually, or did she not? I I haven't followed. She did. Though. She's back, but that was only to spite Katy Perry. Ah, I see. I see. That so was like, that was the snake emoji. All right. Uh, that was the snake emoji. Uh, so yeah, maybe then what I'd propose is um, have see if you can instigate a fight between Katy Perry and Taylor Swift, <laughs> um, so that. Uh, Taylor Swift will put this album on streaming services, and I'm then so, you can listen to it. <laughs> I don't know, well, uh, right? I'm, I'm like, mean, uh, I'm upset that you guys, run. you guys made it. You guys made it weird. You guys made my like communal music sharing thing all weird and like. I, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, we made it weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. We're the creeps because we thought that sounded creepy. <laughs> oh my god! You guys, you guys are just bowling alone, is what you're doing. It's true. I guess we don't. You know, we don't. We don't work in like largely open plan offices where there are even people. I mean, to yeah, be but I bet you people have a social- door. You have a door you can close. You know. Yes, in my office. Yes, but. To be fair, if you're like at a at a music festival uh, or, or like a communal listening party or something, go ahead. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I just, I just don't want I don't want people to go up to the random woman on a bus and get her headphones. No, I think it's more. I think maybe the, the modified proposal is more of a put yourself in garden state situations, right? So put, yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so like you know, just sit around, and when you see someone with headphones on, just just like be open to the possibility of uh, of, of of this person saying to you, "Hey, you got to listen to this." It won't change your life. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> it's pretty chill. <laughs> All right. So you have three uh you have three uh good recommendations for how you can listen to uh recommendation. you have reputation recommendations. Uh my totally totally awesome and chill one that those two made weird. Uh <laughs> um Rachel's and Ryan's and so so between one of those, you can hear the 15 tracks on this album. And uh, when you've heard them, come back and listen to what we have to say about the rest of it after this word from our commercial sponsor. Are you a fugitive on the run? Uh, yes. I'm uh, like, it's, it's imperative that I get out imminently. Well, what are you doing on your feet? Why not get yourself into a getaway car? Oh my goodness. Tell me more. Well, it's a car that helps you get away. I mean, is there any kind of like complicated emotional baggage that comes with it? Oh, oh yes. This getaway car is a metaphor for the failed relationship that you're running from. And it just goes, even though it'll take you away from your actual legal problems, it will delve you deeper into your emotional relationship problems. I guess no matter how fast I drive, I can't get away from myself. Oh, no, but then you'll write a song about it. Uh, all right, getaway car. Let's get out of here. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> and we're back. Did we have any questions? Do we have questions? Um, yeah. I, guys, I have a question. Yeah. Good. yeah. This, this Taylor Swift <laughs> with her album called Reputation. Does she have a big reputation? Big reputation? Does Taylor Swift have a big reputation? And, you know, uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I want to say, what is a big reputation? Exactly. How is reputation exactly. big? <laughs> I think, you know, it's funny because I'm so glad you asked. Because I think big reputation is like a great, like, kind of like to me is like one of the, the great it's a really good launching point for like, you know, we were comparing it earlier to the rainbow album, but here's where I think rainbow is better is that I, I think the lyricism and like ideas and rainbow are generally less. They're more interesting. They're like funnier and smarter and they're just not like insipid the way some of these lyrics are like it just like like big what is a big reputation that means that's meaningless taylor swift it's meaningless like who wrote that max martin her i don't know I don't know who put that together, but like seriously, you couldn't fucking think of another word. But unfortunately, whoever whoever did come up with it, unfortunately, future is going to end up taking the fall. Like <laughs> poor future, they use like the, it's like the most underused future. Well, it was it was it was so funny because we listened to it, right? It, I mean, talk about like emotional whiplash, right? You listen to that song, and the first actual verse is by Future, and like this is pretty cool, and then and then you get fucking. 
Like Ed Sheeran. Well, yeah, like what's worse than being the only thing worse than being Rickrolled is being Sheeran, right? Like, um, and it's like, man, if you have to, if you have to cut your future with Ed Sheeran, maybe you really are a white supremacist, right? Like, um, uh, just like all the the bloggers on the internet are alleging, um, because it is like she took a like it, it's is such it what because odd... of that because of like the black letter typeface of reputation and whatever. Um, it is, what is the rationale of this? So this is the thing that the, the, the blogger who wrote this kind of uh, argument about Taylor Swift. Hold on, hold on one second. Alexa, is Taylor Swift a white supremacist? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, but, but that according to, um, this blogger, uh, she is, and then, um, Taylor Swift served this blogger with a cease and desist, right? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and did not look great for it, but I forget the exact rationale. Uh, it's, uh, I, I do too. I, I think it's like it, it kind of centers a little around her, like general silence, um, her silent, like like her history of like kind of like um, I don't know what is it like appropriating like like uh, like in the Shake It Off video where she had a lot of like heat on for her for uh, like the like the appropriation of like black bodies in that video. Right. She's like going between a lot of like women's legs. Um, and then like also linking like the fact she was like weirdly silent during the entire election cycle about everything. Um, and then also just like the way the alt right does see her. I think there are people in the alt right who really do think she is like a secret like white supremacist and just isn't isn't able to say it yet. And the the title of the um uh the post on uh the blog pop front was swiftly to the alt right. Uh Taylor subtly gets the lower case KKK information. Um, and just basically like saying that the alt right like loves her and like how that's not you just kind of like how I guess like how there are ways like, it, you know, ha, ha, like she's inculcated that, I guess, in like her presentation and like, I don't know, and just like the way her career, I guess. I, I think that I again, this is, like the Vegas summary of the argument. Well, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, just, I feel like if, if the white supremacists are kind of claiming you and you have her platform a little bit, it's incumbent on you to, to, to denounce them. Right. Like, uh, that's why we were all mad at the 45th president after the, the incident in Virginia, after the, the Nazi March in Virginia, not incident. I'll, I'll whitewash. I'll like a uh, soft pedal 45th president, but I won't soft pedal, uh, Nazi March, uh, murderous Nazi Nazi march, right? Like that, that like, you gotta say, you gotta say those people are fucked if they, if they are trying to, uh, to claim you and there's no like, oh, I stay out of politics or I, you know, there's no, like, there's no excuse. I, I think, you know? I so so I mean I think that that even you know even just thinking about that that anecdote about kind of this um and and this was like the this this story broke days before the album came out I mean it is interesting to think about this idea of it's you know, it's it's you think she's going to say um, bad reputation, right? Because that is the idea that exists, um, and so it's it, right. So that 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 the dimension of reputation, um, the axis of reputation, is good and bad, and so she's trying to open a orthogonal dimension of reputation, <laughs> um, right? Of of the size of the reputation, which is independent of the of the content of that, right? So so if there is this axis, it is a 
um, uh, it is is a small reputation um, versus a a big reputation, and mm-hmm. then a big reputation can be good or bad. But is um, I mean, a, a big reputation is ultimately like a legend, right? Is is a kind mm-hmm. of is is a is like an urban legend or a myth, right? <laughs> um, you know, it's like um, you know who had a big reputation, Johnny Appleseed, um, <laughs> right? Because um, he's like a folkloric kind of larger than Paul, life. Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> had a big reputation. Yeah, because he was uh, a he was a large man. Yeah, yeah, a big reputation and an even bigger blue ox, right? <laughs> um, right. So, but I think that that's—I mean—that's how I'm kind of interpreting big reputation, and, and this is an idea that some places here in the uh, episode is the sense that like. It's, it's, I mean, it's an interesting kind of turning on the um, uh, of the discourse of authenticity of of that, like there is a, um, a a reputation out there, but that reputation is uh, is myth. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yet the 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 the. And, and and so there's a, a a gesturing at a real me, right? And there's there's several lyrics that are, that are like you know, um, especially the, on some of the more romancy songs, the um, person who's the subject of the romance songs, um, it is part of it is that kind of object affection because um, he knows the real her um, and not the reputation, not the kind of legend um, or or villain. Um, yet that. Um, the 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 kind of obsession over that reputation and curating that is and and which is is the the kind of much of the album is something that the kind of legendary villain would do right and it it, it is so interesting because you know so much of this album is very fixated on Kanye and the feud with Kanye and there's ways in which this is this album is Taylor Swift's life of Pablo, right? The life of Tablo Swablo. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and it's, it's, it's that, right. It is, it is Tablo Swablo rather than Pablo because that it is, it's kind of a weak misreading of, of, of the life of Pablo, right. Of which, you know, had this kind of, narcissism and obsession right? and it kind of builds on on yeezy on, on, on yeezus as well of this kind of very much leaning into the heel turn and being unappealing and, and working through these unpleasant things um but that that having a fair amount of self-awareness with that um, and kind of a, a, a understanding of the tensions and the hypocrisy um, and having and, and you know, in turns um, kind of anguish and honesty and and humor um, and, and insufferability. And this doesn't it, that, that, that this this creeps up to that line. Um, and there's a few moments where it, it, it just barely breaks through. But like it largely both wants to have. It, it it wants to have the, um, you know, I'm just uh, the aw shucks cake and eat the um ego e- e- and eat the uh, egomaniac cake too, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and, and and that is, I think, one of the tensions at the core of the album is that it largely engages in the discourse of the kind of um egomaniacal villain villain while still wanting to say but no no guys the real me is actually really nice um right or it it goes back and forth but i i think that 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 tension 
um, is is around this kind of discourse of of the the axes of reputation, um, as well as kind of how that affects with the project of the album. I don't know. What did what do you what do you guys think? There, I mean, you're. I think you're absolutely right that there is a there is like a sort of a public private split that governs a lot of the you know that governs a lot of this album, and and I think the the interesting. The interesting thing about that is how little of the image in both cases seems to be within her control, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the reputation is sort of created by media or is created by the kind of the, the negative statements of others. And like just sort of thinking about what the, what the reputation is, right? Like when she says, Hey, uh, you know, uh, you heard about me, right? Like what, what exactly is she? does she think that people have heard that she, you know, that she's kind of a serial dater, that she's a man eater, that she's like, you know, whatever kind of misogynistic spin you want to put on it, that she like, uh, is unserious in love or something like that. Or she goes through a lot of men like me, I I guess maybe, but there's a, there's a particular malevolence ascribed to her that she, she claims is ascribed to her Mm. that, um, that she seems to be responding to, um, and that that like that that's the interesting you know that's the interesting thing to me that 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 is kind of not it's not public image it's sort of public image as it's kind of like a negative image because it's painted it's painted by others and then in the private sphere in the private sphere in the private sphere she seems to be um sort of almost governed entirely by her appetites, right? Mm, like, which yeah. she is, which she is, uh, forbidden from indulging in the public sphere, right. uh, on, on account of all kinds of restrictions, um, placed on her. But like the, uh, you know, you should see the, in, uh, in my dreams, you should see the things we do, uh, kind of thing. And, and actually, by the and way, the, and the, the spilling the red wine in the bathtub and the old fashions, right? There's a lot of drinking on this album. Yeah, right? exactly. This is, this is the, this is the, the opposite of of a minor threat album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think that's right because it's uh, both dreams and like the kind of licentious behavior that comes with lowered inhibitions and alcohol. Right, both of those things are, um, you know, both of those things are uh, associated with um, loss of control. Right. Mm. And that that like uh, that that's that seems to be one of the one of the things that that is going on here is that there is this kind of like there is this uh, public private and then this kind of other space of like this other altered state of of uh, loss of control that she gestures at a number of times. Yeah, I mean, I think I wonder, like, I mean, I think. I think there's like a lot of this album that's reacting specifically to that, uh, to the like Kim video or like the, the proof that Taylor Swift was okay with Kanye saying that they might still have sex on life of Pablo. And and (laughs) that he made, he made that bitch famous. Right. Yeah. And so I think the ensuing, um, the, you know, the first like statement she made about saying that she had not approved that line in life of Pablo and was not comfortable with it. Um, and then Kim pulling out this sort of like evidence of, of her on the phone saying, Oh, that's fine. I'm okay with that. That's funny. Um, is what led to, I think the Smith, the snake emoji that she's now like totally taken on and reclaimed for her branding in this tour. 
Yeah, I mean, she she wore she was wearing a snake sweater uh, on SNL this past weekend, mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's right. And I think, I mean, I think that's like I think that's like the only thing I can think of that really is the sort of like malevolent behavior that she is like sort of talking about, right? Is like that incident, right, where people sort of viewed her as like catching her in a lie. Well, and, and 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 specifically, this is a lie because the other kind of noteworthy thing is that at the um, at the Grammys, she and this is like shortly after, I believe, shortly after the release of Life of Pablo, um, you know, basically called out Kanye, right, and, and built her speech around this, like you know, like m- making a a grand feminist gesture around like not letting other people like define who you are, right, mm-hmm. um, and 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 kind of really set this up and kind of uh, you know was 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 kind of really very much rallied around that really right? so that was kind of part of this discursive um uh, uh the discursive territory that then that the the video was kind of um the was was delegitimizing um and and yeah there are numerous songs that direct i mean specifically the um this is why we can't have nice things is this it, entirely about that yeah um and i do think it's interesting because i think it's like really One of the bigger kind of like more public cracks in the Taylor Swift brand, right, is this kind of like it's interesting because it actually kind of makes me think about Trump. Not that like any like that this lie has like anything comparably as awful as what Trump has lied about or the near constant like lies that come out of his mouth. But um, it's interesting how like I don't know. I don't know if there's like some sort of like. I don't know why we're it's like this weird thing that we're living in this world where like we somehow are tolerant of or tolerating or have to tolerate this dumb president who lies all the time. And yet, like, we're getting like really, really like vocal about not putting up with anyone else's bullshit. <laughs> but, but but Trump <laughs> like it, what it's, it's, like, it's like because like the actual um mechanisms that are, are meant to um allow for accountability, like the most fundamental kind of institutions of accountability are broken. We are then demanding accountability of everyone else. Right. <laughs> right. In like in the ways that we can, which is like through through dollars, you know, uh. through like uh for making someone like you know like so shame so like um called out that like there's no way they could be profitable to anyone anymore. And that is interesting because you know Taylor Swift is not my president. No, no, she's <laughs> not. Not, my, yeah. not my president. I'm uh, I'm looking through Taylor Swift's Twitter right now, and uh, we're definitely reclaiming the snake, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's uh for sure there is there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of snake imagery. Uh, lot of yeah a lot of like young girls with stuffed snakes like wrapped around their here's here's one of a young woman wearing uh, a stuffed snake wrapped around her shoulders trailing onto the floor as she kneels in front of a display at target with the limited edition lyric magazines um mm. you know and other other taylor swift magazines and things like this and a, a big kind of visual merchandising display of the uh uh, of the record. So, de- so definitely, uh, the Swift army, um, the Swifties have taken on, you know, have, it's not just Taylor. Pe- people have taken on the snake as their, you know, as the sign of their, their allegiance to, uh, to their president, Taylor Swift, you know, make, make snakes great again. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and, and so I do think, I don't know. It's, I guess, like, I don't know what to say. It's like, I don't. Well, and, and I guess it's like that we are talking about this. I mean, I was thinking about it's like, oh, well, we should be talking about the album. But like, she made us talk about this because the like, album is about this, and, well, and, and or purports to be at least about at this. least about this, um, right. right? And it's it's there in the in in the visual branding and the title of the album. And I, you know, I think that the the better parts of the album are not about this right mm-hmm. um and that it, the the better i mean i guess it's like you i guess the question is because like the rest i'd say the bulk of the albums are much more it's actually more of a falling in love album yes um, it is. and and it's about kind of appreciating someone who is willing to look past a myth and so i guess there's an interesting question whether that myth needs to be kind of set up and kind of engaged with in order to um in order to have these these other songs because I, I think there's also it's like you know the you know all of the pieces of the kanye dispute feel like old you know old news and also like you know i mean kanye is like holed up in a mountain somewhere like you know uh trying to deal with his shit and um and 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 and, and is not like it just it feels like uh, that 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 the all of the energy on the kind of reputation piece um, is distracting from what is kind of uh, some of the more interesting parts of the album. I mean, I don't know. It, it's it, and but it is um, and 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 there are all these you know and it's interesting how I said you know well look what she made us do and and so this and the discourse of kind of abdicating responsibility um, is very interesting right that. Um, that 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 uh, that the discourse of uh, it's it engenders a discourse of like well I don't want to do this but here I am like right I don't want to just spend all this time talking about um, about Taylor Swift's reputation but here I am and here we all are so we're all stuck in the Taylor Swift prisoner's dilemma uh, equilibrium where we all have to talk about Taylor Swift's re- reputation even though we don't want to anymore oh that's why that's why she lied about her thing she it was a it was a prisoner's dilemma right <laughs> you, you always snake out your friend you know that's why uh, that's just the dominant strategy in that game yeah, it's interesting, though, because, like, even, you know, thinking about look at what you made me do, you know, I think something we, like, noted while we were listening to it, like, oh, this is, like, what someone who's kind of, like, abusive says, right? That I mean, also, right, and this is why we can't have nice things, and, right? Right, and this is why we can't have nice things. Like, I, I there was, like, a kind of part of her, like, in, the, in those phrasings, you kind of get at this other kind of va- strain of, like, the Taylor reputation, which I think is a, the Taylor as like mean girl bully. Hmm. Yeah. And mean girl ringleader. You yeah. Know? Um, and it's, it's this kind of, it's just, there's a tension there too. Cause like the, she, during the last tour, um, for 1989, you know, it, she had this like huge, like girl group idea. There's this very like idea of like the, your badass girl gang and very squad, right? Your squad, right? Like having your squad, like the that there's like strength in the female solidarity, mm. and that like her that she was like a living example of like you know having this like celebrity squad, uh, you know, and and a female solidarity, right? Um, and yet, you know, there's this other kind of strain in which you could like read 
you know, the things she says and some of the things she's kind of done, like make up her reputation, um, you know, that that hinted this kind of like, is she a bully? Is she someone who like edges people out on streaming services so that their album doesn't make it to number one on a, you know, on a certain date? Like, is she someone who would do that? Like, what, you know, is this a girl, is this a squad or is she like, you know, the Rachel McAdams character, right? Like from Mean Girls. I don't know. Um, you know, what, who, what, like, what is she, you know? And, and like, I think there's this kind of strain where I'm not like, I think you could definitely read her as being like a secret bully. Um, you know, and, and that is part of her reputation too. Well, and, and I think that some elements of that, at least with, and, and I, I think Matt mentioned this earlier, kind of connects with even the ways in which she's talked about with respect to relationships. And she, she talks about this on, I did something bad, right. Where she, um, I mean, there's a few kind of lines here. And one is I never trust a narcissist, but they love me. Um, and I think that that is like kind of interesting because like, like, she she's the number one narcissist uh like uh who 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 loves her right <laughs> that you know it's like you know uh i'm so vain i probably think this song is about me <laughs> um and uh and 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 so there's there's that uh that that setup but then later on right it gets even more interesting in verse two where you see elements of this kind of uh, idea of kind of being manipulative, right? Of I never trust a playboy, but they love me. Um, so I fly them all around the world and I let them think they saved me. They never see it coming. What I do next. This is how the world works. You got to leave before you get left. Um, I can feel the flames on my skin. He says, don't throw away a good thing, but if he drops my name, uh, then I owe him nothing. And if he spends my change, then he had it coming. Um, and the, the, it's this, and I think that especially like that, well, you know, that, that setting this up of, you know, these are deliberate patterns of behavior, right? Um, and that even if there are kind of survival strategies, right, they are kind of have almost this like language of a prisoner's the love of equilibrium behavior of like, well, this is just what you do, right? Like you don't want to be a sucker, um, and be off the equilibrium path. So you, um, you, you have to, uh, you know, this is, this is just what you do, um, is a very kind of cold, uh, way to envision interpersonal relationships. And I think it kind of, um, it speaks to this idea of, you know, um, that, that one of the ways that you hold a, um, a squad together is through a reign of terror, right? That, right. you know, you may have voluntary collective action, right? Cause a, a squad and it requires collective action. And that, and that may, one way to elicit that is through voluntary participation and kind of buy-in, but another is through fear, right? Is through, uh, is through a Leviathan. Right. Um, and, and, and this, I think, you know, that there are elements of some of that kind of uh, certainly this type of behavior also, I think, speaks to some elements of that type of um, behavior. You have a thought, Rachel? Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's an element here of like that, you know, that there's a lot of like control, right? Like mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. like another like like Taylor has some control issues, right? I think like she needs to control 
Hmm. I mean, I guess that's maybe a lot of what this tension is about. Like, it's like she is upset that she cannot completely control yeah. this narrative yeah. about her. Yeah. And it upsets her. And then she's like upset at all of, uh, of us and is blaming yeah. us for being yeah. petty yeah. about the fact that she yeah. is upset that she cannot control yes. her narrative completely. If if she had her way, I would never have thought any of this about her, right? Like, <laughs> like, like she honestly right, is. Right. She is like she's the big, guy in she, 1984. Yeah, she's, big, she's brother. big brother. She's big brother. She wants Holy to hold fuck. up. She wants to. She wants to hold up five fingers and have me really believe that there's four. Like for real about her. Like right. Like it's like how many blonde braids are in my hair? Oh, we have always been at war <laughs> with, with Katy Perry, Katy Perry, <laughs> and Kanye. Wait, yeah, exactly. Those. Are the and two, Kanye, right? Kanye West or Katy Perry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the lines, like, right. It's like, oh, yeah, we've always been at war with Katy Perry. Yeah, I mean, holy shit, we just cracked it. <laughs> so, so her last album should have been called 1984, 19, not, not 1989. <laughs> that is, no, but it's exactly right. Um, that there is, um, it's it's absolutely uh, ink sock, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I think that is like kind of at the heart of this album too. It's just, I think there's like a, it really gets her goat that anyone could think anything badly of her and that she wasn't able to somehow stop that. Yeah. To sort of get in, to sort of interpose a, uh, a version of the narrative, which is a, like, which is what, like, no, no baby, that's wrong. You're crazy. You write like that's gaslighting, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the mm-hmm. no, you're I mean, that's not how it happened at all. That's not how that, that phone call with Kanye went down, uh, uh, at all. I mean, in just kind of taking, taking this as an interpretive lens in, I did something bad. Um, when she's talking about the old relationships and how she talks them away and how she's sort of justifying how she's able to do this she says if he drops my name then i owe him nothing right Right. and that like the idea that like a name drop that that you know someone i don't know what trying to to cash in on your name or trying to like uh take your name in vain right is uh uh is grounds for sort of immediate um you know total war uh total reputational war and that's uh you know yeah it is it is a sort of it is a sort of interesting thing i mean especially since you know um I guess like I'm trying to think back to 1989 and all those songs that were hits in, in, um, yeah, it's funny. Like uh, there, there is definitely this strain in her music to, uh, it from like, um, you belong with me to a song like wildest dreams or something like that of like controlling the ways in which she's available as an object of, of sort of desire or fantasy or relationship, right? Like as if you're a female pop star, you're, you're an object of, of desire and fantasy by the kind of the, the mainstream male, uh, you know, pop music consumer or the kind of the dominant cultural mode. Right. And sort of people deal with that. Like Katy Perry deals with that by, by making a, a, a kind of surreal burlesque of it with, with cupcakes on her boobs. Um, and and Taylor Swift uh, sort of seems to kind of frame these images like uh, wearing T-shirts and being on the bleachers um, and so on, or like just describing the kind of the the cinematic 
picture of of her that she wants the the man to remember right in wildest dreams standing in a nice dress looking at the sunset red lips rosy cheeks these you know these are all these are all kind of like stereotypical uh things but they do add up to uh you know kind of a cinematic picture and that and, and i mean i think it's the the music video also kind of and it's it's kind of careful construction of an old-timey uh movie r- reflects this reflects this as well um and it's it's uh it's not just but then but then it kind of goes it, it's sort of good we go beyond you know uh you know baudrillard simulacrum into like simulation where it's all you know it's all just kind of mirrors on mirrors on mirrors on mirrors and a you know a giant kind of forever uh reflection fading away you know fading away into nothingness where there is like this this assum- this this assumption of of control or the i don't know sort of there's a there's a an emptiness at the center of the there's an emptiness at the center of the identity uh as it gets kind of turned inside out in in various uh directions and that is your post structuralist reading of taylor swift's reputation for this episode of the tft <laughs> well, podcast you know, i think that, that listening to some of this also reminds me of a line that i fixated on in in um early on and this is why we have nice things um right where she says um, it was it was so nice uh, throwing big parties jump into the pool from the balcony everyone's swimming in a champagne sea and there are no rules when you show up here bass beat rattling the chandelier feeling so Gatsby for that whole year. And so, you know, obviously I guess that means like, you know, like having, having fancy flapper parties. Yeah. Uh, but, but we know who Gatsby yeah. is. He's a weird, like control freak. <laughs> He's the fraud who ended up dead in a pool. Yeah. Like, um... right. like, right. It's like, why? And like, yeah. everybody's kind of like the, the shadow figure, you right, know, right. And, uh, who right. wants to be that? That's right. weird. Right. And, and so, and, and again, it's like this weird, I don't think that was the intent at all but like um it's like especially once you're kind of thinking about a pool evoking a pool party you you never want to be the gatsby at the pool party (laughs) don't be the gatsby (laughs) um and 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 yet i think it's like weirdly in this slip is actually this very interesting and revealing moment of like that that she's more like gatsby than she knows right Mm -hmm. (laughs) like um in in this kind of attempt to control the narrative and create herself um and 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 the 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 challenge and tension kind of associated with that right (laughs) i i found it to be it it just it struck me um uh, as i was listening to it today just like dead in the middle of the eyes of like well does she does she really does she know what like it's like 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 let's cash out the implications of um of 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 feeling feeling oh so Gatsby, right? <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. Be- no, it's not fun being Gatsby. I think you're meant to feel somehow sad for Gatsby, right? Like I don't think you're. No one's like I want to be Gatsby. <laughs> That's who I want to be in that story. <laughs> Everyone's a little imprisoned in that story, like and like and like like emotionally imprisoned or in one way or another. I like. No one's like. No one really wants to be in that story. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like I, I guess it's like it, like you want to be in the trailer to the Baz Luhrmann movie, right? <laughs> yeah, you want to be in the music video. Yeah, yeah. like right. You know, and even then, like I don't know, like maybe you want to be in like the Taylor Swift music video where like it's like a bunch of friends hanging out with a bonfire or something. Like I don't know, or like. A, 
I guess hashtag Gatsby vibes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I mean, like, yeah, nice things is interesting, like rhetorically, right? Because it positions her as being the kind of responsible grown up in the midst of right. in right. the midst of all of this. That right, like, just sort of ra- rather than being like one of the a number of co equal players, right? And uh, you know what I mean, in like just a kind of a media kerfuffle clusterfuck that that you know no one cares about that 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 honestly is not you know its main function is to you know move or not move albums or or you know athleisure collections or things like this um and that like uh sort of put but but like it's you know kim and kanye like it it works, right? Like the narrative fits a little bit that they're sort of squabbling, squabbling petty kids and that, you know, and that she's above it. Like it, it is a good, you know, it is a good kind of, um, it, alternative it, it is a good fake news you know because it has the it has the ring of truthiness um a little bit to it or there's some there's some sort of there's some sort of thing that you know you could see someone buying at at at, at some point i mean i think it's interesting i think the thing that makes it land for me um is where she uh is is where she brings in jay-z and the and um and and kanye's riff with jay-z right because um and another album um that was out this year that actually is also uh, you know the maybe the only other album this year that really is has a much kind of a, as much emotional baggage over kanye is jay-z's 444 um which we should discuss um and also didn't discuss it because it also had a hyper restricted release schedule being only on jay-z's title platform um but i think that right so the line is um that that she says in the second pre-chorus uh is um but i'm not the only friend you've lost lately uh if only you weren't so shady right and this is a, a reference to you know kanye about a year ago um had several very public meltdowns during shows in which he just went off on jay-z and on beyonce um and and just you know took his gas can and, ma- and matches to to all of the bridges mm-hmm. um and 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 so this is um you know and engaging with that um and, and so beyond the like oh man like the the thrill of the the subliminal um uh diss i i think that there's also again there's something kind of interesting about this though because i think that as much as one might try to present oneself as the adult um right that I actually think of in in thinking about Jay Z and you know as a guy who's been through a a beef of his own um, right that there's a a great line as I can remember it verbatim from um, the Takeover right which is his um, diss song from um, uh, 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 of Nas from um, the Blueprint and he says. Um, um, a wise man once said, don't argue with a fool because people who, who are watching won't be able to tell who, who is who. Right. And and so that the, the idea of that is that it's it's actually hard. I think that um, that 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 even like positioning your once you're already trying to position yourself as the adult, like but 
you're still talking about the thing, you're still not winning. Right. right? Um, and that, that, uh, and, and the, the, then you're, then you're just the, the child putting on, um, uh, their parents suit. Right. Uh, and, and saying, I'm the adult here. Listen to me. I'm the big adult. Look at my adult pants. Um, and, uh, and rather than be doing the adult thing, um, right. You're, 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 it, it's like, um, it's, you can't adulting an argument. <laughs> um, and, and I think that that is kind of what this is because it is, it, it kind of, it falls, it, it fails the, um, the, the Jay-Z test, right. The Jay-Z axiom. Of, uh, and, and, and so of wise uh, men, of wise man, full discrimination. Yeah. Of wise yeah. man, full discrimination. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it might be time to to uh, to leave it there on that uh, on that note with uh, Taylor Swift's reputation, big though it is. I feel like uh, we've bitten off enough of it uh, for that. So uh, you know, let us know what you think of the record on social media in the comments on this this episode, and uh, just uh, any anywhere. Just uh, you know, put on that snake sweater and wear it proudly through the streets. Uh, we'll be back with more TFT podcast next week until then keep it real